Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the number one podcast for Airbnb hosts and short-term rental professionals. You're listening to an episode of The Host Show. I am your host, Jasper Rivers, and we release a new episode of this show every single Monday. And in these episodes, I interview Airbnb hosts from all around the world to share their stories and provide tips and tricks on how to get started and be successful as an Airbnb host. Now, this episode is brought to you by Legends X, our 90-day short-term rental accelerator program that's designed to help you skill your hosting business by getting yourself out of the daily operations. So that frees up your time so you can become the CEO of your business instead of the manager and really focus on those higher level tasks that move the needle and allow you to grow. So for more information about Legends X and how to join, visit strlegends.com X. Now let's dive into today's episode. Enjoy the show. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet. Welcome to the Get Paid for Your Pad podcast. This is a very, very special podcast, episode number 500. And we're switching things up on you guys here today. We want to have some fun with this and kind of, you know, point the mic and the the limelight towards the founder of Get Pay for Your Pad. So we're going to switch this up a bit. Today, I am the host. My name is Eric Moeller. I'm usually the co-host on the show, but today I get the honor of being the host and interviewing Mr. Jasper Rivers here of Get Pay for Your Pad. So Jasper, are you ready for today, man? This is a big milestone uh, for you, man. This is a big milestone. <laughs> a little nervous. Like, are I don't you? Know what kind of questions <laughs> you're gonna ask me? <laughs> uh, don't worry, man. It's gonna be fun. Uh, dude, first off, congratulations on hitting 500 episodes. Like, that's that's not an easy thing to do. Like, that is that just shows consistency behind this. You know, I guess the first question, like. Did you ever see the podcast getting to this level of 500 episodes? And I don't know how many downloads we have because we haven't, you know, you said that you haven't tracked it from the very beginning, but did you envision the podcast getting to this level? At the very beginning, definitely not. Because this was this was a very impulsive decision by myself and the co-author of Get Paid for Your Pad, my good friend Josefa Kapadia. We were in Vegas and we were staying at kind of like an entrepreneur house. Like you used to stay at in San Diego, we would rent out a mansion for like a month and we would have like 15, 20 entrepreneurs staying with us. And we just, one day we were, we were listening to podcasts and we're like, why don't we start a podcast for get paid for your pad? And we just bought a mic and we, we messaged an Airbnb host that we knew. I think it was somebody that Josefa knew in, in Los Angeles. If I, if I remember correctly, or. But yeah, we just messaged that person. It's like, hey, do you want to do you want to jump on Skype and we'll ask you some questions about Airbnb? And that was episode number one. So wow. definitely didn't envision five hundred. But eventually, once I got the the hang of it, you know, maybe after like 200, 250 episodes, I think at that point that's I made the decision of like, I don't think I'm ever going to stop doing this because this is this yeah. is just fun. Like I don't see why yeah. I would stop. That's awesome. So what year was that first episode? The first episode was. If I recall correctly, it was it, it was definitely summer 2014 because we were in Vegas in the summer. So it's got to be July or August 2014. Wow. 
Wow. That's incredible, man. 500 episodes. Do you have any idea how broad that reach is? Like how many downloads? Do you have a good estimate of that? Yeah, sure. Like, you know, when we started the podcast, we were using a, a host to host the show, like a software that's called Lipsyn. But then like in 2018, we switched to Acast. And with the switch, we can no longer see the downloads from the first four years. But I know from since we switched in 2018, we have just about over a million downloads. <laughs> that's so, so that's the last four years. Now, the first four years is going to be lower than that. But my guess is probably another like three to 500,000 in those first four years as well. Wow. So 1.3, 1.5 million downloads. Yeah. Somewhere around that. Wow. That that's range, incredible, yeah. man. So, so the podcast came before it came after the book, correct? The book was the first thing that you guys worked on. Yeah. 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 We launched the book because that's how we, that's how we got the idea of the podcast. We launched this book on Amazon and it, it did, it did actually pretty well from the start. So people were buying it, but we were, you know, we were thinking like, how can we get more people to buy our book? And then we listened, we were listening mm. to a podcast and then we're like, well, what if, what if we do a podcast and tell people about the book and that way we can drive more sales? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, man. It's been, um, you know, I, I remember when I first got, when I moved to San Diego or when I was considering moving to San Diego, me and a handful of friends that were, they were all real estate investors and entrepreneurs. We were playing with the idea and we said literally the exact same thing. Why don't we just start a podcast? And we started recording. But then the consistency is one of the most challenging things that anybody can do. And, you know, I tried to start the early stage a podcast and it just didn't grab any legs because we were not consistent with it. Right. And hitting 500 episodes on that, again, as I mentioned before, just kind of shows the consistency behind that. Can you walk us through like the mindset of how you create, obviously we understand how, but like, I guess the motivation behind doing this, cause it's not, it's not an easy thing to do. There's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of, you got to prep quite a bit for interviews, all that. Can you just kind of walk us through the mindset of sticking with this for all throughout all those years? Yeah, I mean, I was inspired by a number of people that I knew in the entrepreneurial community who had done something similar. And then in specific, specifically, there was one person, and I'm blanking on his name right now, but I remember when I started writing the book or when I came up with the idea of the book in 2013, I was in Stockholm in Sweden. I'll figure out who this person is because he's he's a cool person to follow. But anyway, like this guy, he was a lawyer. And I remember talking to him in Stockholm and he was, he wanted to build his, he wants to be an entrepreneur. And he was like, I am starting a blog and I'm going to interview people. I'm going to do all this stuff while I'm, I'm working my lawyer job. I'm going to do it in the evenings and I'm going to basically document my journey to become an entrepreneur. And so I can leave my legal job. Right. And I was like, okay, well, that's cool. And he started he started a blog about basically how to become an entrepreneur. But in my mind, I was thinking like, well, but you don't have any experience being an entrepreneur. So why would people listen to you, right? I didn't say that because I didn't want to right, discourage right. him. But in my mind, I was thinking like, okay, well, you know, I always want to encourage people to to do things, you know, but I just, I guess I didn't really expect much of it. And then a few years later, he was one of the biggest, he was the number one affiliate for... I'm also blanking on this guy's name, but a, fa- a very well-known marketer, a very famous marketer. Be the number one affiliate for that person is a big deal, right? So I, l- I looked at him and I was like, wow, this guy accomplished a lot in a very short time. 
And I realized it was because of the consistency. Mm. Like he didn't, he didn't have any experience as an entrepreneur. There was no reason that people would listen to him other than just him being consistent and just showing up every single week, even though he was working his lawyer job, he was just showing up every single week for a few years and boom, you know, he got pretty successful. That was my inspiration. I was like, okay, if I just do this podcast, eventually it's going to have legs. I don't know mm. if it's going to take two years or five years or 10 years, but you're you're building a little house, right? Because every episode, every time you mm-hmm. show up, it adds value, right? So eventually it's, you know, it's going to lead to something. I just listened to uh Joe Rogan podcast coming home from the gym yesterday, and he was just talking about the... The consistency behind his podcast, one of his guests were just asking him like, hey, man, can you believe what you built here? And he's like, dude, it's just been he's at just over 1800 episodes for the Joe Rogan podcast. And those are two to three hour long podcasts. Right. And he said for him, it was all the consistency of just showing up and just being curious and asking questions. And he just talks about like how that is the number one thing to his success is the consistency behind just doing it and not really being tied to this being the biggest podcast and all those outcomes. And it sounds like you were kind of in the same boat of just like, Hey, we have this book, which is awesome. People are liking it. Now let's talk to Airbnb hosts and start sharing that. And then people like that as well. Right. And so that was kind of like the motivation for you. Yeah. And I'll I'll say one more thing. Cause I remember I was, you know, I, I did a travel blog. It was called the traveling Dutchman. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember uh, that. As part of that, I was I was doing, I was experimenting with all sorts of stuff, right? Because I was hanging out with a lot of entrepreneurs and digital nomads and stuff, and everyone was doing different things. And I remember vlogging was a big thing back then, mm-hmm. right? And 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 I was considering. I remember I, I recorded like a video every single day that I put on Facebook for thirty days. It was like a challenge, right? And I I researched the top vloggers in my own country, but then also in some other countries, right? And these are people that have like millions and millions of followers on YouTube. And I was trying to understand like, what does it take to be a good vlogger? And to do that, I I went back to like the first 100 vlogs that they did. I guess what I found when I watched those first 100 of those famous vloggers. What's that? I mean, dude, it was like, it was so simple and like... yeah. Kind of like I won't. I don't want to say low quality, but it was literally like just taking out your phone and just like talking to the phone for like five minutes about what you're doing, yeah. And nothing crazy, just very simple things like, "Hey, I just went to the supermarket and I bought this bread and I have this cheese and I'm gonna make a sandwich." And I was watching that. I was like, "Wait, how does this person got so famous doing doing these type of vlogs?" Like I was, I was expecting something, something really, you know, high quality and that's so that was my second realization i was like okay these people the reason that they became so popular it's the same thing they yeah they did a video every single day for three four five years mm-hmm. people just people just want you know it's reality it's a reality show almost people just are interested in very simple things you don't have to be yeah. the biggest expert or you don't have to create the the coolest thing ever and that's what i think you know when i look at joe rogan too it's like I remember looking at his podcast, like trying to get inspiration for like better thumbnails. And I look at yeah. his thumbnail, I'm like, "Wow, that's that's, a, that's yeah. just a photo with like some like a, some text on top of it, right?" Right. So it's that's the thing, man. Like it's 
dude, that consistency, consistency is everything. I think uh, the second realization what I had was uh, and why I've been pumping this out is that I realized that not everything has to be like super fancy and and world class and like you know the audio should be good for the podcast. I knew that. Right. So I knew I had to get a good mic, but other than that, you know, like you don't have to be the best presenter or the best host or whatever. If you just consistently show up and do your thing, then people are going to like it or not everybody, but like you're going to get results. Yeah. So how has, you know, I mean, you've been doing this for a handful of years and you've interviewed a ton of people. How has this changed you how has this changed like you professionally in the short-term mental space? How has it actually impacted you by staying consistent with this business or with the podcast? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's had a big impact and it, it took me a while to recognize that impact because the thing is all I was doing was like twice a week, I would just sit behind my microphone and I would get somebody on Skype or, or zoom at some point. And so you don't understand what's going on in the world and like how other people view you, right? You know, when I started realizing like, oh, people are starting to see me as the expert, right? And the realization I had at the 2014 Airbnb Open in San Francisco. Yeah. Right. Where I, you know, I remember walking into that room with Josefa and like Brian Chesky came up to us and he's like, hey, you are, you were to get paid for your bad guys. And, <laughs> That's so and I was just like, oh, wow. Like... Brian Chesky is listening to this stuff. That's um, so cool. And I was like people asking for my autograph and want to take selfies with me and stuff. And, you know, you don't realize that when you're just sitting behind your desk. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, it has a major impact, man. I mean, you know, in the end of the day, like this is something that we teach in Leslie's Acts too, right? Is like establish yourself as the expert and, and you don't have to do that much, you know, it could, it could be in your market as well. But just by, just by putting yourself out there consistently, like people will automatically start looking at you as the person to go to for advice. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent, man. And th that's why I think it's important for us talking about this. Cause you know, the people that are listening that want to grow hospitality brands and want to grow their influence in their marketplace and just in the industry as a whole, like there is so much room for podcasts or content or blog or something that connects with with somebody to talk about their business and what they do and about the industry as well right and i you know we we recommend this to a lot of people too especially in legends x at the the property abundance side property abundance system of how to scale it's like our goal is to get to top of mind. When someone thinks of air quote Airbnb, they think of us, right? And developing a podcast or developing a YouTube channel or developing a blog just kind of brings that influence right away if you stay consistent, mm -hmm. right? And it's like, I don't know if you noticed this and just kind of be vulnerable a little bit. Like you and I and the rest of the team for the last six months have kind of taken a step back from everything else other than the podcast and our email list, right? Of outwardly communicating to the world of what we're doing about the industry, the whole thing. We stepped away from social media. We stepped away from doing like big events and like going to events, speaking from stages and all of that. Because we got to a point where we had to go internal and build the team and the system and and the results for our clients and all of that and build a machine that's scalable, right? And now we're at that point. But I recognize how fast things slow down and how fast the industry moves outwardly when you're not staying consistent with things, right? 
the podcast we stay up to date with and that that's been growing and the listeners have been growing. It's been awesome to see that. But I also noticed like on the social media side, Facebook groups that we used to run all of that very quickly, the focus gets put elsewhere. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a, that's a huge takeaway for people that are listening that are like that want to become a influencer in their space. And what I mean by influencer, I mean, if you're going to be a leader of a company or a brand, you have to be out there. You got to be showing your face. You got to talk to people. You got to, you got to lead, you got to educate. Right. And what I noticed with the podcast and with the email, it's like, because we stay consistent on that of driving as much value as possible, that audience started growing, but the places that we started taking away from started shrinking. Right. Mm -hmm. It's totally fine. We're going to put new focus on that now that we have the team and we're able to go out and scale this, our marketing side. But I just think it's really powerful for people to hear that story of staying consistent and, and putting in the work, regardless of the outcome. Because if you have a bigger vision of what this could be, those results are compounding, which is pretty, pretty incredible to see. Yeah, hundred percent. And you know, one of the big lessons that I learned from hanging out with entrepreneurs at the time was, don't worry about the results; just focus on the process. Right. You know right. that 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 was what all all those successful entrepreneurs were saying that you know because I was always I used to always think of like the result. You know, I'd be like, okay, well, what's what's going to be the result, and what if nobody listens? You know, yeah. And, and what of this? And and they were always telling me like, dude, like, don't worry about it. You know, just focus on the process step by step. If you show up and you keep showing up, like the results will come. Yeah, hundred percent. So that that was a big thing that like that's really good for for people who listen to this. And if you want to put yourself out there more, you know, and that could be a very small skill, right? You could literally start, you know, your own Airbnb meetup in your city once yeah, a week. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Very very small, right? But when I talk to students about doing that. You know, they're hesitant because they're they're worried about like, well, what if only one person shows up and then be embarrassed? Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's the same thing. It's just like, don't worry, don't worry about it. Like it's all about the process, right? And it's, you know, if if not a lot of people show up in the beginning, that's totally fine. Right. Because yeah. you're you're learning through the process. So no, that's a big, that's a big contributor as well, having that mindset. So I think what the most important side of what you just said is that as long as you're learning through the process, right? So I think there's a handful of things that people to overcome when they're creating content, when they're creating podcasts, YouTube videos, or in-person events is one is you got to get started. You can't like, you got to overcome the fear of like, will this work or not? And it's like, if you want to, I just got off the phone with somebody that just enrolled into the next Legends X class. And they want to get to, they're out of Canada, they have about 30 units and they want to get to 500 units in the next two years. And beyond that, once they hit that, they want to start expanding around the world. They want to kind of, kind of very similar to what we're doing with Free Wild as far as the intention of developing a lifestyle brand to really impact people through our brand and our culture and our stays and the whole thing. And when I recommended to them, I'm like, hey, if you and they have a unique way that they want to do it, which is really cool. And I'm like, hey, man, like, you know, start a podcast, start a YouTube channel, start communicating to the world what you guys are doing, because over time, this will start compounding. And this is where we build our brand awareness, you know, for what you guys want to do. It's pretty massive what you want to create. 
So the reason I bring that up is like, you know, there's hesitancy of like, uh, what if it doesn't work? What if it doesn't go anywhere? Blah, blah, blah. So the first step is just taking action and doing it and getting clear on something that's unique for them, right? Everybody in our programs can start podcasts as long as there's something unique about what they're doing in the short-term rental space. But then two is the consistency, right? Of just staying consistent. Three is learning from the process because I'm not the biggest fan of Gary Vee. He's starting to grow on me finally after like 10 years. But he said something recently. It's like if specifically towards YouTube videos, he's like, if no one is watching your YouTube videos, create better YouTube videos. He's like, that is the proof that you need to create a better product to grab someone's attention and bring value to them. Right. Cause the kid was saying, like, hey, I've been making all these videos and no one's watching. Right. So there's levels to getting started. There's a level to being consistent. And then there's a level of learning through that consistency of what you have to do to grab people's attention. So they don't look at all the billion other videos that go up every minute and start spending some time on yours. Right. Or your podcast or whatever else. So, and I just wanted to bring that up because it's like we're, you have to learn through that process so we can make it something unique. So, yeah. Talking about something unique, I get this question probably twice a week from new people that are reaching out to us for Legends X that come through the podcast, right? Just recently, someone asked me the very first thing, say, hey, Eric, before we go any further, you know, I listened to the podcast and I got to ask, what's up with that jingle? What's up with that song? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, is that serious? I'm like, I'm like, yeah, dude. I mean, like that's been there since day one. And yeah, it's part of the history there. So where did that come from? Like, and, and for anyone, like the whole, you know, get paid for your pad jingle, where did that come from? What's the story behind that? So when Huzefa and myself, we were in Vegas, we we're sitting in this mansion and we decided to start a podcast, right? So we get this person on, on, on Skype and we ask a bunch of questions and then we're like, okay, what do we do now? So we have this audio file, like we just upload it to Apple Podcasts or to this, this service that we're using. But then we recognize we're like, but we we gotta have an intro tune, right? Because every podcast that we listen to has like some sort of intro. Huzefa is he enjoys singing, and he had a he had like a little what you call that a keyboard or something like an electronic keyboard. Yeah, yeah, like I know what you're talking about. Yeah, like it has uh, different sounds and beats and yeah, all exactly. That. Yeah, exactly, and and. And you know he lo he he was at the time he was really into like creating his own songs, right? So he was like, oh, you know what? Like, let's work on the on the intro tune together, you know? So yeah, so we just we just busted out this intro song that he basically he sang it. He literally sang it. <laughs> That's he hilarious. The, he put it all together, and I was like, ah, oh, it sounds sounds pretty cool. Let's you know let's do this. Yeah. Um, and that's yeah, that's how the intro came into existence, and. Obviously, there's a. I think people have a, like a love hate relationship with this with this tune. That's what makes end. it so good, though, man. That like <laughs> certain people freaking love it. Other people are like, they got to upgrade this thing. This thing sucks. But I love I it. Mean, I think it's great. I, I've had a lot of people like email me over the years saying like, "Man, get rid of that that intro tune. It's fucking <laughs> horrific." But then people are also saying like, "But I can't stop myself from like singing it now." Yeah, and, you know, and it's so catchy. Yeah, and then you know, in about within a year or so, Brian Chesky tweeted best intro tune ever, and That's also I uh, they invited me in, in the Airbnb office because about 2014 or 2015. So 
I went over, Zephyr and I went to the Airbnb office. This was an Airbnb it was very small, you know? So right now, like, you know, it's a different, different company, a much bigger company, but they invited us to the office. And the person that I, we were talking to was saying that, that Brian Chesky every now and then would walk through the hallway and also other employees, they would walk through the hallways of the Airbnb office and, and be kind of like singing the, the get paid for your pet tune. So at that point I was like, okay, I don't care what people say. I will yeah. chase the tune. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's <laughs> that's gonna be part of the podcast forever. And it's kind of it's the same thing with Rogan too, right? Like his song from like the very beginning, and he, you know, it just works. And it's like it works for you, it works for the podcast. And yeah, people say that to me all the time. It's just like it's stuck in my head. So yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> I freaking love that. And it's cool that like the history, like it was so simple to get it started. And then, you know, the history is just tied to like Brian Chesky singing it and tweeting about it, the whole thing. So that's cool, man. That's really freaking cool. So dude, the history behind Get Paid for Your Pad is really interesting. So like getting started with the book and you have some interesting stats around the book too, right? Like it, it was translated into a different language and talk to us yeah. about that and like the amount of downloads and sales that you had on the book as well. Yeah. I kind of dove into the numbers as I'm applying for this work visa in the, in the US, right? So I talked to my publisher because at the time we had a friend and he actually came up with the, with the name, Get Paid for Your Pet, or at least part mm. of the name. But anyway, he knew how to, he published a book on Amazon and we weren't sure exactly how to do that. So we decided we, you know, we partner with him. He helps us with the publishing and he actually start. he wanted to start a, a publishing company actually to help other people publish their, their books on Amazon as well. So I spoke to him and apparently we've sold almost 50,000 copies since wow. 2014, wow. which is kind of a big deal. Cause there's not a lot of, that, there's not a lot of books that sell that many copies. So that's one stat, but another really interesting stat is at some point we were approached by a Chinese publisher and they wanted to publish the book in China. And so they wanted to buy the, the royalties office um, hmm. so that they were, they were able to publish it. So we sold the rights to this Chinese publishing company, but you know, it's China. So I, I, I didn't know if they were actually publishing it or whatever. We just yeah, gave yeah. them the, the book and the, the pictures and whatnot. Fast forward a couple of years from now, I was living in Taiwan and I dated a Chinese girl for, for, for a while while I was there. And one day she sent me a picture and she was like, Hey, I, I, I'm walking, I'm, I'm in this bookstore here in, in China. And like, look what I found. And she sent me a, a picture of, of the get paid for your pet book in Chinese wow. uh, in the bookstore. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's Dude, how that's I so freaking they were, cool. They, were, they actually did publish it. And that's I so look cool. It up now like they have an online listing and, Everything's in Chinese, but my name is still written. My name and Josefa's name are still written the same way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Title of the book as well. That's so cool, man. Worldwide. I love it. Yeah. So what's the... So obviously that was written back in 2014 and there's quite a bit that has changed about the industry. What's the plan for a Get Paid for Your Pad book? Do you see us kind of revisiting that in the future? What are your thoughts around that? Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's definitely time for an update, right? Because, I mean, we did update it in 2015, right? But since then, so much has changed. You know, I think the fundamentals that we talk about in the book are still, a lot of them are still valid, right? Because, I mean, in the end of the day, it's like, you know, hospitality principles don't really change yeah, that much. Sure. And the game, the game on Airbnb is still fairly similar 
as in like you want to have good photos, you want to have good description, and you want to get momentum and get the reviews and all of that. So, but it's it's time for an upgrade for sure. I mean, so much has changed, but also, you know, when I wrote the book, I just had one listing, right? So I just documented mm. like what I did to make that listing successful. And at the time, there wasn't there wasn't much information available. There was yeah. some very basic books. I read all of them in preparation of my book. And there just wasn't a lot of good advice, <clears throat> or there was good advice, but it wasn't comprehensive. So I learned, I mean, by working with you and working with all our Legends X students, our SDR Legends Mastermind, I mean, I learned so much, you know, since since we started doing all this stuff that I think the, the book could be expanded. We can talk about a lot more topics, and you and I have talked about potentially us publishing that together, and, mm -hmm. you know, potentially with Uzefa as well. If he wants to be part of it, but yeah, I think we can create a, we can turn it into a killer book. But you know, just go and looking on Amazon, I still think it's one of the best books that's out there. Yeah, even though it's you know, even though it's slightly outdated. Yeah, I went through it. I went through it again a couple of weeks ago. I'm just kind of looking through it, and yeah, I mean, the fundamentals are there, right? And it's like we still get a lot of people that buy that book that are just getting started on Airbnb that end up coming to us for Legends X and scaling their brands, the whole thing. So it is a really good book for you know the early stages of understanding how to get the business going. So, but yeah, man, that'd be fun to relaunch a, a new one in the new year. So, final couple of questions for you, man, on the whole thing. I'm curious when it comes to the podcast. What are some lessons that you've learned throughout the years of meeting with all these different hosts and business owners and tech companies? And like we've interviewed, you've interviewed some really amazing people from mom and pop hosts. Mm -hmm. And this is why I love the podcast is like you interview everybody from the mom and pop host that has one listing that has a cool story of what they're doing to some of the biggest titans in the industry like chip conley right and everybody in between one day we'll get brian chesky on here i know that i know that's going to happen but as of right now it's like from you know chip down to the mom and pop host what are some lessons that you learned through this as a host interviewing everybody mm -hmm. and going through 500 episodes yeah, I'd say the the biggest the biggest lesson I learned in the very beginning is what a big impact Airbnb can have on somebody's life. Yeah. You know, what I love about the the sharing economy in general, so Airbnb, Uber, you know, all Turo, like all those all those platforms where you can just plug into basically a community and a and a network and you just could utilize a platform to to get business. I mean, that's how, by the way, how Huzefa built his, he's a math tutor right now. He built his math tutor business on Wiseend, you know, mm. which is basically an Airbnb for tutors, right? So the power of the sharing economy is something that I think is really, really cool. But I've interviewed people, you know, one person that came to mind was a person in Miami who in 2008 or 2009, when the, when the market completely crashed, he was about to get foreclosed on his home. He was about to lose his home. And then he started renting out a spare room. And with that income, he was able to keep paying his mortgage. So his house didn't get foreclosed. You know, and it's stories like that where I'm like, wow, this platform has a major, major impact on people. And I love that it really empowers the individual. Like you don't need a hundred thousand dollars to invest. You know, anybody who anybody with a space, which is pretty much everybody, 
right? Anybody who has a space that, that they live in, like you, you could be using Airbnb to make money, right? Mm-hmm. Be it an air bath, being a spare room, being renting it out when you're away for a weekend, you know, or renting it out full time and staying with, you know, sleeping on your buddy's couch. I know somebody who mm-hmm. did that. You know, yeah, yeah. Which is a cool yeah. story too of like paying for a university. It's like, yeah, I sleep in the weekends, I sleep in my buddy's couch and I rent out my home, and that's how I pay for my university, you know. So that's one thing, you know, one of the biggest learning lessons is just like, well, how empowering this this platform is. Yeah, and it's you know, what's what's great about it is you don't even need a space, right? And that's what Airbnb has turned into is the co-host model, right? Of mm-hmm. like hosting other people's spaces. And you know, yeah. we help people that do that across 50 other spaces or a hundred other, you know, what we call <laughs> OPP, other people's properties, right? So yeah, it's incredible. It's a it's one of the most scalable business models on earth that doesn't require much capital. Right. When I when I first got into real estate, like wholesaling and then investing and then buying apartment buildings, like all I was focused on was like, how do I raise millions of dollars to do this stuff? And it took a long time to figure that out. Somebody right away, they need some extra cash flow. They can start renting out on Airbnb or hosting other people's properties on Airbnb. So I agree with you, man. That's that's amazing. So, you know, one story too that I hear you talk about too is that I would love for you to touch on is the the individual who connects with the other another culture that they were once like almost afraid of but then connected with you know what i'm talking about that one story yeah, yeah for sure and the, you know the interesting thing too for me is that, that this person lived in a very small little village i think it's out there in colorado somewhere and it's called nederland which is the name of my country oh interesting. You know, it's it's really interesting like where whatever country you're from or whatever city you're from yeah. around the world there's a city in the u.s that has that name Right. You know, it's crazy. Anyway, yeah, this person was in from a very small town. She she hadn't left the US, you know, in her in her life. She never traveled abroad. And she had a person from Russia stay at her Airbnb. And she was telling me that she would she was always thinking of, you know, Russia as like like an uh an enemy or like you know, like an unfamiliar just a culture that you're unfamiliar with or and just having that person stay with her, she realized like, wow, this person is basically exactly like like myself, you know, we're, we're just human beings. And I think that's an important lesson that, you know, and if you look around the world and you see all the stuff that's happening, then I think it's really important for all of us to just to understand that we essentially we're all, we're all human beings. We're all fundamentally the same. The way yeah. our brain works, the way, our, you know, our body works, it's, it's small differences, but largely we we're all the same. Yeah. Right? So let's get rid of the us versus them or that type of mentality and just see the world as one. Yeah. And that's that was the inspiration behind us creating our statement of hospitality unites. Yeah. Right. Like a few years ago when there was a lot of turmoil that was happening, you know, not just here in the States, but around the world, a lot of division, a lot of, you know, scarcity in the world between human beings. We looked at each other and like, what is our message behind this? What do, what do we stand for? What do we believe in? And what we recognize is like hospitality, like there's no better way to understand another human being than breaking bread with them right? Sitting down at a table, inviting them into your home, 
having dinner with them and, you know, just like connecting, right. There's no better way of doing that. And we recognize like, man, this is a beautiful way to connect and learn different cultures and share your culture and, you know, see parts of the world. And that's what I love about this industry. Not, not just what we have done in the space with, properties and what we're going to do with properties and the people we get to meet and host, but then also the places we get to travel to and like, you know, with Legends Mastermind, being able to spend, you know, time in these countries and understanding their culture and having part of that, you know, sharing part of that culture. It's a beautiful thing to be a part of. And I think sometimes we forget about that when we're trying to grow our short-term rental businesses, right? We kind of focus on numbers where at the end of the day, we just got to focus on like, at the end of the day, every part of this is people. It's all about the people that are, that are involved in this. So, dude, I'm curious if you had to list the top three favorite episodes that you've done over the 500. Does any come to mind? <laughs> That's a really good question. I would say one that comes to mind. Well, I already mentioned one with the person in Miami who almost lost their home. Right, that comes to mind. A second episode that comes to mind is. One that I did with a lady called Kimberly, I think she was on the show twice, but she had a a person from China, a girl from China stay with her and that person got sick. And, you know, she ended up like taking her to the hospital and they ended forming like a really special bond together where they kept in touch for a really long time. So I thought that was a really cool episode as well. And then and then, you know, obviously the episode with Chip Conley, you know, just, the, and that was like very early stage. That was like episode 25 or something, you know? So, oh, wow. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Cause we hung out at the Airbnb open conference in San Francisco. I think it was, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was, yeah, I'm pretty sure he was there. But man, like, like I said, like back then the community was so small, you know, you'd be, you'd be just hanging out with Brian Chesky there and, yeah. and, and the other founders, what's his name, Nate and. Joe, right? Yeah. You you meet all those people and Chip Conley and you know that the back then the community was so small. But yeah, just having having him on the podcast was was really cool. Well, that's pretty awesome, man. Yeah, it's it's incredible how accessible Chip is, you know, even to this day. You send him an email, he's gonna personally respond to you. You see him in public, yeah. he's gonna stop and talk to you. And like that dude has supported us in so many different ways throughout the years. It's, it's incredible. And, you know, yeah, just an incredible human being. Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate you opening up and kind of sharing the story. I thought that this would be a really interesting way to celebrate the 500th episode of Get Paid for Your Pad podcast and kind of switching the focus and having people understand you and what you've been focusing on and, you know, the story behind the podcast. There's so many people that listen to this religiously and listen to every podcast for years. And that's, that's so freaking cool, man. So congrats on the success to this point. 500 episodes is such a major milestone. And yeah, for me, I think this was the best way that we could have done it is like celebrate you celebrate, you know, your hard work behind this and the value that you're bringing to the industry, man. It's been, it's been awesome. And this is how we met, right? It's through this yeah. podcast, which is crazy. Right. And then we started, it, started two companies after this. I think it was episode 175. Yeah. Is that still the number one downloaded <laughs> podcast? It's not anymore. It uh -oh. was for, for a while because yeah. we were, you, you were, I mean, you were doing a pretty large scale operations at the time. Yeah. And there wasn't there wasn't a lot of people that were no. your size back then. So that episode cost uh definitely I think was very inspirational for, for a lot of people 
but yeah, it's still it's still one of the it's probably still in the top ten. But there's a there's a there's a number of episodes that have surpassed you. Sorry to right. tell you that, but well, we're gonna have to step it up and do a new podcast and get to that number one spot again. <laughs> awesome, man. Any final thoughts? Anything else that you want to share on the podcast? No, I mean, I appreciate everybody who's been listening to this. I'm not planning to stop up to the next 500. So I'd say, like, let's you know, looking forward to episode 1000, which probably take a few years, two more years, but. But yeah, and I appreciate you being the being the host and being my business partner. And you know, it's been a pretty awesome ride since we met first time like three years ago. So yeah, yeah, it's been crazy, man. All right. Well, thank you, man. Thank you for allowing me to interview you. And to everyone who's listening, thank you. Check us right. <laughs> check us out on the next episode. <laughs> and if you guys have any, you know, I'm really curious too, for anyone who is listening and been listening to the podcast for a while. Why don't you guys let's surprise Jasper with this. Let's leave some reviews on the podcast. So if you listen on Apple, jump on Apple iTunes and drop us a comment, uh, a review for the podcast and let us know how long have you been listening to the podcast? Have you been listening for a month? Have you been listening for, you know, five years and kind of give us some love there. Yeah. I think that'd be cool to see you know, the commitment behind the listeners here. So uh, that'd be great. And maybe we'll call some of you guys out on the next one. So until next time, y'all, we'll be chatting soon. Thanks, everybody. See you next time. Thank you so much for listening to Get Paid for Your Pad, the number one podcast for Airbnb hosts and short-term rental professionals. We really hope you enjoyed the show. And if you want to learn more about hosting on Airbnb and building a short-term rental business, then go ahead and subscribe to our daily email newsletter at getpaidforyourpad.com. And if you're just starting out on Airbnb, make sure to download our free Airbnb starter guide at getpaidforyourpad.com forward slash get started. If you enjoy this podcast, make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts for a chance to win lifetime access to the Short-Term Rental Profit Academy, our starter course for anybody who wants to start an Airbnb business. Every month we select one random reviewer and give that person access to the course. Um, So if you want to have a chance to win access to the course, uh, please leave us a review and then uh, you might uh, join our program pretty soon. So thank you for listening. Check back every Monday for a new episode of The Host Show and every Friday for an episode of SDR Conversations of the Get Paid for Your Pad podcast. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet.